Hey everybody, welcome to Side Scrolls, your weekly gaming podcast where we talk about the games we love and all the news surrounding them. I'm your host, Robert Schlofke, and joining me today for the third time in a row, Heidi. Hey, nice to be back. And it's great to have you back. So much so that, you know, I have a, a little announcement before we start. Uh, you know, you've helped us out a lot since we started, uh, especially in those last couple of weeks, you know, <laughs> filling yeah. in and, and joining us. And, you know, I'm pretty proud to announce after consulting with Andre and talking to you for a little bit officially, we can announce on the podcast that you are leveling up from part-time contributor to a full-time co-host. Sweet. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad to be here. And, you know, it's what a fitting day to be upgraded in a way. <laughs> I leveled up. International Women's Day too. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm. Uh, and I. I do think you add like a lot because you kind of you. You and Christian both balance like me and Andrea. You guys are pretty good at kind of putting us in our own corners when we need to uh, separate from a fight or something. So uh, I'm really excited to have you on as as a regular host now. Yeah, I love it. Thanks. But uh, we've got a lot of stuff going on last week. Uh, we kind of recording a little later than we usually do. Uh, uh, like I said, Andre's still out of town. I think he's not going to be back until two weeks from now, just because way uh, our recording goes. But hopefully, Christian is going to be back in next week. He 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 decided to escape the country for a couple of couple of days, and uh, I know. Uh, I, th- I think he's gallivanting out in Europe. So I know maybe he'll tell us a little bit, little bit about it when he comes back. Super bougie. On Europe and stuff. Yeah. But but let's kind of like start getting right into it. You know, I want to, we've had a pretty, pretty heavy news week, I guess. Uh, Over the last uh, week, we've had, uh, let's see, a console closed down and uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about Anthem. Uh, Hopefully this will be the last time for a while, but let's, let's get right into it. I think... I want to say probably the biggest news we have this week is uh, with uh, EA has announced uh, that they are no not doing a press conference this year. Yeah, uh, at E3. Yeah, explain to me about this. Like, how was it normally done? Like, they would have the play date. Okay, so the way it used to work. Well, I don't know. I think two years ago, they they're not technically in E3 because you know E3 is that they, they is when like all the companies come into one building right they actually set I think last year or the year before they set up a different building probably about 15 20 minutes away that's technically not in E3 but it's held at the same time where fans could come in and try out demos of games but they would still do a press conference during that week yeah I think it's I think last week it was it was the first press conference it was held on a saturday i believe but so what they were doing they called it ea play which was essentially their own convention right next to e3 so all the reporters can still get all the news from them and that's when they would still announce everything it would just the way it worked is that way more people can come in, more fans could come in and try their games and stuff. And they had like a huge floor because they can do that, which is what they called it like EA Play. So the, last year they had a big press conference. That was that that was on, um, 
the Saturday, so it was technically the first one, and they would have like two or three days of of what you call this EA Play, where the floor was open and people, fans, could come in and they could just play these games and try the demos out for them. Uh, so, but they still kept that big pomp and circumstance of the uh, the big press conference. You know, they right. kind of they herald in the this whole E three last year, uh, and you know, with a couple months ago. PlayStation announced they're not they're not going to be there anymore, or at least this year for sure. That's pretty crazy. Uh, so, you know, people have been speculating: are are was somebody going to fill their spot or anything like that? And then EA just right now has said no. I mean, th- they realize that they don't need to do that. So what they're going to do now is they're still going to have a presence at E3 or at this EA Play event. And it's going to start on Friday, and it's just basically going to be a couple of days instead of like a major conference. Is they're going to do like uh, like interviews with developers throughout, like spread out through these two or three days. Uh, it's going to start on Friday, and then they're going to uh, just show games that they're playing, and like extended demos, and talk about the games a lot more. So it's not like they're still there's still probably going to be a few announcements, but it's not going to be just. Uh, just the uh, that one like hour and a half condensed right thing because in all honesty like last year it wasn't like a lot of people shit on ea and i get it as they should yeah like ea is is a company that the thing is is they make a lot of money and but a lot of their biggest franchises right now are have been and always will be like fifa and uh uh Madden, oh yeah, and you know mostly our, our the, the favorite sports games. games. Yeah, favorite so games, of course. So yeah, even like I'm not super upset that they're not going to have one uh, because half of them is always just about like I think one year they had like a huge drumline just come in and talk about Madden, and they talked about Madden, or they had uh, like an interview with uh, Pele for like 25 minutes in their conference. So their conferences, I would have to say, have always been like on the lower grade of uh, of conferences. Like, they've never been, like, super exciting or because, you know, half of it is already shit you know is going to happen right. because it's the, it's the annual stuff. And the it's same old kind of formula seller. in a sense, too. Yeah, yeah, and it's always their biggest sellers. Right. But, you know, f- f- especially for us where we don't play sports games, it's never been, like, enticing to me. Uh what I hope we see more of, uh, and I think we're going, we'll probably do at least a speculation uh, episode or uh, predictions that we'd like to see. Sure. But uh, for E3, but I mean, already uh, EA says they're not going to do a press conference anymore, or this year Sony's not going to do one. Uh, Nintendo has never has hasn't been at E3 and had that press conference for like four or five years now. They've been, just been doing their their Nintendo Directs, which to me, I love the Nintendo Directs. I I prefer that system where every couple of months you'll get it, uh, you know information about games. It's almost like a mini E3, and it's typically you find out about games that are going to be released, released in the next couple of months as opposed to what could possibly be coming out in a year or two years. Yeah. Uh, so I, I really like those a little better. But... uh so I don't know what E3 is going to look like. Yeah, this year. I've it's always weird because it's like E3 has been losing the major players. And I remember reading 
an article sometime back where it was just like E3 is kind of uh, like a, getting a little obsolete because they're not really, you know, like the the major players are not going to be showcasing as much as they used to. So it's losing a lot of credibility. It's almost like, well, what do we have to look forward to there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and it's and part of it is just this age. Like we have the internet. Like a lot of companies now are just talking directly to customers. It's no longer that big, like right. you know, where magazines kind of go in and That's, and we, they all gather reporters do and and spread that information out. Now it's a lot easier to just just talk to people. Yeah, and that makes sense. I mean, like with this digital age, I mean, every the information is constantly coming to us. So it, it I do see where this is going and I understand why they're they're going along this route. They have more control over it. They can release information when they want to, you know, based on um, trends or, you know, whatever research they put. But uh, I always wanted to go to E3. That was like a dream of mine. But now it's like, as all this starts taking place, I'm like, mm, I don't know. Yeah, and like because before it was only like press only, right? In the last two, in the last two years, they've been selling tickets for like non press to go. But E three, again, I'm not press. Uh, you know, we just kind of started this thing, but uh, it's there's a very big difference between doing like a press junket and having like a convention where fans all climb in and try games. Cause that's what like PAX is. Right. You know, PAX is pretty much just like, uh, where the fans go and there's all kiosks and all these games play where, where everybody can try them out. But like, even now, like what well, there's like four packs a year, uh, which is basically like the Tokyo game show, where people try these new games out uh, or can experience these things. So it's just right now there's way too many uh, conventions and things for people to get their hands on these things. And it's almost like that's that's one of the reasons why I think E3 is getting obsolete is because everything's just spread out too thin. Like before it was just E3 pretty much and only E3. Right. Now, now you have like the Xbox Expo, you have like the PS Expo, uh, you know, the Nintendo Directs come out every, like, one or two months. And then you have these Penny Arcade Expos. And so, I mean, something's got to give. And obviously, there's not enough games. I mean, a lot of games come out, but not enough to have these this big event anymore. Just crazy. Companies just don't want to do it. Yeah. And it makes you wonder, like, how much longer is E3 going to be relevant? Yeah. I, I, I'm not saying that it's... They're, they might find a way to continue it because even with the game awards that's another one where they do re- they do like announcements like EA last year uh, they announced the, the new um, Dragon Age oh yeah so, so Dragon Age 4 was announced so I mean it's just like I am death excited by a thousand about that cuts. yeah no yeah totally and I, th- I think you will because it ties directly into Dragon Age 3 like uh, with the whole Dread Wolf thing, because uh. I don't know if you remember uh, when you played Inquisition, uh, there was a character named Solus. Uh, yes, definitely. Uh, yeah. So, like, spoiler alert. Yes, beat yes, it, but, yes. But for for people, spoiler alert. He becomes he he turns out to be like the uh, way more than inc- he led on throughout the game. 
Yeah, and it, this basically continues what he is doing. Yeah, uh, it's definitely. So. I'm not surprised. Uh, based on the ending of that game, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah makes sense. Technically, and technically the, the title so far that was announced was Dragon Age 4, The Dread Wolf Rises. So as as an Inquisition fan, you you by the end of the game you kind of know what the Dread Wolf is. Hmm. Oh boy! I mean, he wasn't really my favorite character or anything. He was a little. Oh, boy. I, I didn't like him. Yeah, I, I never really played him, but I do remember thinking at the end, I was like, oh, it definitely piqued mm-hmm. my interest. So I do want to yeah, see where it goes. Yeah, and especially with the. Uh, did you play all the? Uh, the uh, DLC for it? Yeah, I did. Yeah, because I think the last one is what really t- is going to tie in the third and fourth one. But anyways, so let's let's try and move on. Uh, you know, hopefully, I mean, I miss E3. I loved E3. Uh, you know, they're still doing. There's going to be like a kind kind of funny sh- kind of funny game showcase, which is going to just have a whole bunch of indies for like an hour and a half. They did that kind of in uh, like the December time and that was really neat that's why I got to see a few games that I like so hopefully people fill in the spots I still hope Ubisoft uh, stays in it because that that company is actually I'm like super excited for games to come come out for them I was thinking about earlier that yeah like you I think I always forget if it's Ubisoft because I think it's ubiquitous software so it'd be Ubisoft Mm -hmm. is a they somehow became one of my favorite companies to look forward to, which is actually it kind of ties into our f- next next uh, story, which is Vivendi. If anybody remembers Vivendi, two about two years ago, they were planning a hostile to- takeover for Ubisoft, and it was a big thing. Like on E3, uh, the CEO of Ubisoft kind of went on the stage with a whole bunch of like members to kind of plead like you know this is ubisoft we want to stay you know independent and it worked like you know uh the sales went and a lot a lot of their games moved up and uh you know they're like the developers of things like uh assassin's creed and uh far cry 5 those series uh and so they kind of fought off that hostile takeover from Vivendi and as of a couple days ago hmm. the Vivendi had sold off their final shares because at one point they were up to like 30 or 40 percent uh in their shares yeah I mean, they were really about to about to take over that company yeah they had quite a stake in it actually I mean it's pretty pretty crazy that that was that was almost their entire um like in in the video game industry was uh, through Ubisoft. I mean, great on them. Like I said, I've in the last couple of years, I've slowly turned around on uh, Ubisoft because they, you know, I've never been an Assassin's Creed fan. I just I never liked the combination of the whole futuristic and yeah. I'm, I'm also a little iffy about that. I feel you. I. I kind of like stayed away from that. Far Cry, I played Far Cry 3, but I just it was never like something that super hooked me, but uh you know, they had released the um this uh was it Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battles for the Switch, which in all honesty, that for a game that has rabbits, which I do not like, they're kind of like minions, <laughs> but they're rabbits. <laughs> 
just humor I just not particularly a fan of. But I played that game and like to this day, it's still I think it's one of my top five games on Switch right now. Well, like I, it's a really good game, especially if you like like the whole XCOM thing. But it's a little bit more simplified. But it's very it's a very very good game. Like I highly recommend anybody can play it. Yeah. And I think you can get it on sale for now for like twenty bucks. You know, it's super cheap if you can pick it up. But yeah, so you know, congratulations on Ubisoft. They they were able to fend off the wolves, and they seem to be you know. In this day and age, we seem to report, uh, people report a lot about like EA or these other companies that are doing nefarious things with their employees or with customers. But Ubisoft has actually kind of risen from that crop. And there's been a lot of positive things from both their employees and their fans. Their fans are really appreciate what they do. And they've all, they've kind of nailed the whole. Uh, DLC content, and I mean there was a there was a small small controversy with a DLC of uh, Odyssey, but even that, like they apologized really quickly, and that was about uh, one of their the whole thing with like uh, Odyssey was it, it was about player's choice and how it takes place in Greece, and you could romance like um, any like male or female didn't matter like what your uh, character was. Uh, but there was like a choice, I think, in like the second DLC that just came out for it, where it didn't give you that choice. Like you, you were gonna like produce a child, and so uh, with the, you know you had to do that obviously with the opposite sex. And so fans were really upset about that, just because the whole time was like you could choose what you wanted, and then you finally had it. Like you had no choice but to complete this DLC. You had to make this choice and do this, but. Uh, they they wound up apologizing for that, and they kind of changed the story around a little bit. And uh, you know, they've really listened to fan feedback, which is great. To, yeah, and I can yeah. understand why you would have such respect for them. I mean, you've only uh, declared your undying love for them just about every episode so far. So. I, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's it's uh, okay. You know, we're not we're not going steady or anything, but <laughs> I think you, you know. I think you would like to. <laughs> well, to be honest, like there's like this huge like Ubisoft sale. I keep saying Ubisoft sale on like PS4 right now, and I just want to buy in, like Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So, and I, actually, I bought Just Dance too, made, which I'm going to talk dude, about. That they more. made you buy Assassin's Creed they did yeah so i'll talk about more about those in our games we play but let's kind of move on to the next uh, news story here uh, so this one's an interesting one uh there have been rumors in the last month or so that in april probably april or may that xbox is going to be releasing a discless i had, I had to make sure you say <laughs> that right a discless pretty xbox close game. yeah so uh this this kind of brings a lot of like interesting things where I mean people have been talking about it like me I definitely prefer uh, just digital like I like to just download my games right now like I don't really like I don't have a lot of room to keep like a huge library of games especially to be honest more than anything I just don't like changing out discs anymore no like, it just, it's a pain in the ass it's, just, <laughs> and I like, it's like all you gotta do is just download it and then you yeah. have it like who wants to collect all those it's like 
when you think back of when you had that huge album of CDs that you would just roll mm. out, like when you were in the car and then you just pull it out of your under your car seat. It's like it would remind me of that. Yeah, huh. It's like who wants that anymore? <laughs> yeah. Especially now when you have like Marie Kondo and her whole yeah. does it spark joy and everybody simplifying <laughs> things. I'm I think that this is definitely something I welcome and then having it be a little bit smaller. What is it? The Xbox One S perhaps? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's not the uh the upgraded one, whatever that's called. The, but it's the like simplifying it, and it's going to be a little smaller, yeah. from to my understanding. It's just going to be, you know, digital like platform, just just downloading onto this. And, and I mean, that's where we were talking about it, you know, last episode and even before that, where we were saying this is just the way it's going. So it makes sense. And yeah, I mean, I would buy yeah. it. I don't even have an Xbox One, but this would actually be something I would think of, and it would also be cheaper, right? I mean, it would make sense. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it would have to because they they wouldn't have the disc drive. You know, we'd have to see how much memory is going to be in it. But even still, like, because you know, I had talked to you guys about the uh, Xbox Games Pass, where you know that's oh yeah, been like ten dollars be awesome. so. Even still, like Xbox is doing all these things that are just preparing it more for the future, and we kind of see it all now. Like, I I'm a big like PlayStation Nintendo fanboy. Like Xbox has really always been on like my side view mirror, but I am really excited to see what Xbox is doing like with the future because you can you can see without you know I even I could admit like you know they've bought in like twelve studios you know that in the last like year year and a half since xbox uh uh got re-released and you know phil spencer took over so and then they're with this whole games pass and maybe going to nintendo and stuff like they are i feel like they're future proofing more than any other company absolutely they're the first ones to be doing things like this and uh, yeah i totally see the same and and as somebody that loves games it is really exciting to see what they're doing and and you know, who knows? Maybe eventually I will be getting switching over, but not right now because when it comes down to it, PlayStation is still like my system. I love it, but it would definitely as maybe like a tertiary console or like you said, if this disc discless Xbox comes out, you know, and it's like under like two hundred dollars, like maybe a hundred. Like, what is like the price point for you, Heidi, that you would like to see this at, or that would really just be like? A purchase without even really having to think about it. Uh, probably. I mean, uh, one hundred and fifty isn't is reasonable enough to me. I think. What? What about you? Yeah, I I would have to say like I think it won't be. Well, I think what is it? A uh, one fifth or two fifty is what the Xbox One S is right. Right. Now. Okay. So you figure like even with a controller because it would have to come with a controller. So. A controller is probably going to add like sixty dollars to it. So okay. I don't, I don't, I don't see it getting any lower than one hundred and fifty. I think it might be closer to two hundred. But I would, yeah, I would definitely like to see it at one hundred and fifty. And you know, you get that and a couple of months free of uh, the Games Pass to try it out because, like, right now the Games Pass is like a dollar. Yeah, like I mean that would be that would be worth it. And then, uh, and definitely, you could see the value in there. Absolutely. So, I, I I'm totally like, I'm psyched. I it, it, yeah, it's weird. It's like 
if you ever hear this game called Eve, like it's even though I'm not a fan of the game and I hate I don't play the game, like hearing the news about it, like hearing news about like Xbox is really exciting to me even though I'm not in that system yet. And I know I know at least one person that would like me or us to go on to Xbox because that, there's like four of us that are on PlayStation 4 and one person on Xbox. So obviously all four of us have to go to Xbox in order to play for them. But that's that's neither here nor there. Not, not going <laughs> to happen for now at <laughs> yeah. least. Yeah. But who knows what this new I mean these new changes with Xbox. I'm really excited to you see. You might what get a Xbox, you might just yeah. get us sooner than I'm I'm not I'm not ruling it out. Neither am I. But <laughs> But and now we got two other quick quick uh, stories here. So we've been talking about Anthem the last couple months or the last couple of weeks wow. with the uh, when we tried the demo and we had seen reviews and we kind of like realized it's just not for us right now. It might get, it might improve, but <laughs> and we really gets, didn't like what we saw. And it gets better and better, <laughs> it seems. So well, I think. Uh, we kind of made the right choice because <laughs> it seems like Anthem has been been a freaking console. Making a f- <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's no other way to say it. Like let's just uh, now, let it out. <laughs> yeah. So apparently there has been a bug in this in in the game itself on PS4 where it would shut off and like PlayStation 4s and give this huge error uh, that would just you know, players, you would brick it. I mean, there was some like uh, discovery or reporting that actually what it, what you would have to do is you'd have to unplug the system and do like a hard reboot of it yeah. and like load into safe mode. But I mean, this is just. I mean, that's like, like I don't know. We dodged a bullet in a sense. I mean, like I was reading some of the comments on Reddit, and it's just people were saying it was almost like they. It was like the power plug was pulled, you know, like it was just completely turned off and then they couldn't turn it back on even when they would do the normal playing the, I mean, um, pressing the PlayStation button on the controller and it would still not turn the system on. It was like completely useless for a bit. And then finally they would get it to turn on and I would see like, you know, I was reading some tweets that some people had sent over to PlayStation you got some people yeah. got refunds on the game. It's just like it's a mess, man. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it's. And listen, as somebody that's played computer games and like MMOs and stuff for years, I understand like a rough launch. But at some point, like I don't understand with Anthem. Like I get that it would be a little bit of a rough launch, but this is like EA. Ugh. They have the backing of EA, and they should. This just shouldn't happen. Like, you know, with all the problems that the, bi- the anthem is having on right now, it's just I feel like companies that are releasing releasing a a shared shared world shooter game or whatever you want to call them, they are not learning from other people. Like, they, you think they would, but it seems like consistently all these games are having the same problems. Either they're shutting down, they've got these these game destroying bugs and it's just i don't know how much leeway and we're going to give them leeway it seems like because it just everybody is 
there's a war of attrition here that everybody is just kind of giving up and expects this from these these types of games now. Like, oh, well, the first couple of months are not going to be great. Uh, that just, that shouldn't be the case. There should be enough testing. There should be enough time that you give it so that this stuff doesn't happen. Because what's happening mm. is just like gross negligence to me. Yeah, and, and this is like, this is a thing of us being, you know, I'd say older gamers where... You know, you never used to get this. Well, when the game came out, true. the game came out. That was it. You know, it was, <laughs> that's uh, true. There was no internet. There was no, There's no DLC. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. And so, <laughs> and so like... It was like the cartridge and that's it. Yeah. And like... Yeah, hmm. you're right. Maybe we, we, we're just too much... Perfect. We're like spoiled in that way. Yeah, was it the... Uh, the uh, old man yelling at the clouds type yeah, thing. Yeah, you, you don't want an E.T. happening where you have a, <laughs> some crazy landfill of E.T. cartridges in the middle of the desert. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe in a year, you know, uh, we'll come back to this game and, you know, it'll have turned its way around. It seems like even like Fallout 76, their uh, fans are, you know, they're adding enough to it. But... It just it just sucks. Like you know, when you buy a game, like the biggest fans, it seems like get burnt out. The yeah, ones that want to buy it day one and stuff. Yeah, I was almost on there. I, to me, it was like Bioware, of course. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the hell? This is Bioware? No. <laughs> yeah. This is this is EA Bioware. I, I, refuse, I think that's what yeah. <laughs> that that's more like it. Like I'm just gonna ref- I'm going to now refer to it as EA Bioware. It's not the same. That put out Mass Effect, Dragon Age, Star Wars Knights of the Republic, it's not the same. Yeah, no, it isn't. And I think we all have to have our expectations there. And it's just, it's more on us now to, before we you purchase a game. And, and this kind of goes with anybody. Like, you know, try and do your research. Like, you know, I know I'm going to, there's going to be a few games I might buy, like, day one. Like, I, I'm getting uh, Division 2 day one. But I've had experience. You can maybe maybe I will turn by the end of the, this year. I'll turn into a, a Ubisoft shill. You know, if they want to send me money, I'll take it. That's that's fine. You're the uh, number one cheerleader. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, with Division One, I really liked it. I liked the story story a lot. We'll we'll get into that more in the games we played. But uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it with Anthem. Uh, I hope they get their shit together. I really do. I want to see, but you know, I don't want to see anybody fail. Like I, I want to see good games. And yeah. I hope I hope it becomes a fun game so I can go into it and you know maybe get that like Bioware or some kind of Bioware experience that I, I miss. Uh, but the last one is P. Oh, sorry, the PS Vita, a system that is very near and dear to my ha- heart. That they have officially stopped production of it on uh, last week. Wah, wah. Oh, man, like it's. I know you didn't have one. I know just about nobody I know has one. Uh, but that was a great system that was unfortunately just ahead of its time, and they had too many things that were wrong with it. Like, I mean, it was beautiful. I played great games. Like I said, as as a JRPG fan, JRPG fan, Heidi, you should try and find one to just play um, Persona Golden. Persona 4 Golden Alone, but oh. if you don't, like, <laughs> Persona 5 you should get, but 
but I mean, it's but it's still a good system. Like the original OLED screen was very bright and you know beautiful, very crisp, and I just liked it. Like it was just, it was better than the DS as far as you know graphics capability. But they just never really supported it. Just didn't it, catch but. on. I think for American audiences, it just didn't. Or Japanese audiences as well. I mean, it's surprising. Just really that is surprising. And but it was super expensive. They didn't have like it didn't use it used these weird memory cards that would be like a hundred dollars for like I think sixteen megabytes of you know it was just it might have been gigabytes but it's it was like really bad yeah. like the memory card was one of the worst part about and it. the pricing model and, just didn't really make sense. Yeah, and like I said, and it was like what like four three three hundred dollars for the portable system, and like. You know, I love it. I still have it, but ever since I've gotten the Switch, my fix of like portable gaming and like has just kind of like transitioned over to that. Uh, but you know, rest in peace. You've 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 definitely given me plenty of hours. I think I played Persona Four for like over a hundred hours on that system, and you know other other games throughout it. But I miss you. I'll miss you. I loved you, so... Uh, R.I.P. You have a great day. Yeah. <laughs> have a great but, life. So, <laughs> well, Vita, Vita is life. That's what it means. That's so. true. Ha-ha. But that will be it. Uh, that's pretty much all the news we had for this week. I know it was uh, quite, quite a bit, I yeah. thought. But um, it was uh, it was fun. I, I hope we hear better things from companies and stuff, but... Let's kind of move right on in. Like, let's talk about the games we've been playing, Heidi. Yeah. Like, uh, so I've been playing. I'll, I'll start off first. I think this is. I don't usually do that. I'll start off with the first game, which I've been playing a shitload of Smash Brothers. I told you, Heidi. I I just cannot escape this game. Like, I've been playing the single play single player mode. I've unlocked over half the characters. I've probably put like twenty five hours into the game already. Wow. Just in that single player mode. And I'm at, I think I'm at the very end of it, uh, according to, because there's like a huge open world, or not an open world, but there's like a, a map that you kind of run around in, and I've pretty much cleared everything but like the very top section. So if I go by that, then yeah, I, I probably have about another like four, or like I'd say three hours into it at max. Wow. But man, I, I love that game. Like I am not good at that game. Uh, at all, like I, I finally unlocked my main character, which is uh, Doctor Mario, and I, I think I told you last week that I was worried that like I wanted to unlock him because Mario he had this different move that I didn't like, <laughs> and uh, it, it was weird. But like Doctor Mario, yeah, he, he has the same set he has had since Melee, and uh, it just it, it feels right. You know, when it's right, it's right. You know. Uh, as far as you know, you have a character in fighting game or something that just super appeals to you and kind of like connects to you. Uh, but it it was fun trying the different uh, until I got Doctor Mario, and I still do it every once in a while. Is trying some of these new characters because I mean, since this has every single character that has been in anyone, and was your last game Melee, Heidi? Uh, yeah, but I didn't. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think so. I mean, so I think in that one, it had maybe like 25, 30 characters. Yeah. Those, but this is like double. So, I mean, they have people in like the Fire Emblem series. They have uh, King K. Rule from Donkey Kong, the bad guy. Uh, 
they have like Simon Belmont. Right. Oh, I like Simon Belmont. Uh, he's like a new one from this this one, but they also have like Cloud from Final Fantasy VII, and uh, you know, just all these characters. Pac Man, Sonic. I mean, they've added so much to this game that I can't wait to start playing with you guys. But like. Heidi, like when we play it, uh, one thing I have to complain about is their online system is so bad. Oh <laughs> like, no! It's just it's so clunky. Like because you know if you if you play on like PlayStation, you have like a friends list, and you can just like click on your friends list friend on there and say okay, invite to game. And here, in order to set up like somebody to come in, you have to have their friends code, which is like a was like sixteen letter code. Uh, letters and numbers and then you have to make yourself a a room in smash brothers and then you have to there's a code for that room you have to give your friends that code yep. they have to put in in the search button for this code to find it like so you can't just like say click invite this person and then they come in if they accept no they have there's this long winding road in order for somebody to come in and then there's no voice chat or anything you kind of oh, have to use no. either yeah you have to use their outside uh, there's an app on the phone which I did download just to see it and it's I mean like we, we're using discord now when we record these uh, these uh, podcasts and it, it would just be just as easy because you can have discord on your phone for us to just go into this uh, and, and use voice chat through there it's just like as much as much as Nintendo get games right, their online is by far like twenty years behind that is crazy. everybody else. Yeah, that is. <laughs> it's like going into like private chat room and then or like a mm-hmm. private Facebook group that you have to be specifically invited, and it's even more complicated than that. That's just insane to me, especially when you want it. Smash Brothers is all about playing against other people. And it should be a mm-hmm. hell of a lot easier than how they make it right now. I'm just incredibly surprised about that. And, I mean, it's it's crazy that you've gone so far in this game in so little time, considering I'm the one who actually got you to get it. And I've ha- I seriously <laughs> yeah. have had that game it, mm-hmm. on my shelf for the last three months, and I still haven't put it in there yet. And see, and this is the thing, like, I, th- when you start the game... Like when you're doing like multiplayer, you have like the original eight characters or six characters that were in. Uh, you start with in um, with the original Smash Brothers sixty four, and you will just unlock everybody else. Th- you know you can you can kind of do it any any way. Like if you you can do it the way I'm doing it through the World of Light, or you can just do ma- random matches and then like I think every like. 10 minutes you'll unlock a character or something like that and there's ways to cheese it so you can really get everybody in like two hours but that's uh, that's kind of like like I said it's cheesing the system system where you you get out of things you have to do this whole thing but it's not fun to me no Uh, but like luckily for you and this is one thing that I want to find out is if I invite you to join a game with me, will you be able to play any of the characters I unlock, or is it still the only one of the ones that you unlock that you can play? Oh, like because because that that's like that would suck. Like if you couldn't play the ones that I unlocked, you know, if I, so long as I started the uh, the room. Hmm, that's a like, good in question. That case, 
I mean, that's definitely that where, I mean, it would make sense that I would only be able to play. I mean, I'm just going based on past experience. I would think it would only be the, the ones that I, you know, and then you would be able to, mm. I guess you would have kind of an, an advantage or a competitive edge. Yeah, I mean, and not really because the characters are pretty well balanced, I think. Okay, well, that's but good. But, like, but and, and like luckily for you, like your one of your mains that you've always used is uh, Samus, and she's an original character. Right, right. So you would have her unlocked. Like Doctor Mario, it's funny. Like I, Doctor Mario, it took me like fifteen hours before I even found him in that map. And I just realized like yesterday while I'm clearing this map, is I don't have Luigi. Like Luigi <laughs> should That's be like crazy. the second or third character. Oh my but I play this game. <laughs> I've played this game for like 25 what? hours and I do not have Luigi. That's so crazy. <laughs> I mean, you would think that he'd be like of the eight original characters and mm-hmm. then I remembered now. I'm like, no, he wasn't actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, poor Luigi. He might have been a secret character, but yeah. Getting the shaft like, again. <laughs> but I'm really loving the game. I, I've, I'm at the very end and... I'm kind of ready to be done with the main story so I can just have it set up for us like to play multiplayer because it's not a game that I think I will play like a lot of unless I'm playing with friends. Right. But unlocking everything has been a lot of fun and I'm I'm ready to move on to other things but have that like in my system ready for everybody to gather around, you know, and us to just have a lot of fun with yeah, it. Yeah, me too. It'll just take you, you know, six hours to get everybody you know, <laughs> with that codes oh, back no. and forth and stuff. Yeah. I understand why you uh, want to save your energy after you're playing the single player mode. Yeah, but man, there, there are some things in there just uh, the, that single player mode can be very fun but very frustrating at the same time. Uh, so, Heidi, I just want to ask you, how's uh, Secret of Mana coming? Oh, out? actually, yeah. So I'm, um, I got to play another, uh, like I'm probably like eight hours into the game, and you were right. As mm-hmm. soon as I looked in the settings, I saw the option to change it to the original music. So that mm-hmm. made it like ten times better. Um, I'm still not feeling the voiceovers. It's not. Uh, I mean, like I can mute them. Like, that's fine. Okay. But it's still, I don't know. I guess I, I'm also not feeling the 3D part of it. I'm, I'm just kind of like the old 2D. <laughs> so basically, yeah, so basically you're saying, like, you just want to play yeah, the original. Yeah, I, I will <laughs> like, just play the original. That's true. It's just this one This one does not spark that thing. Like, it doesn't give you that feeling that the no. does. Oh, no, it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, it probably would for some other people, but for me... I just, I mean, and I, I am grateful to be playing it now because it does remind me about all of the story, and um, I do like ha- being able to listen to music again. So that is great. But the overall, I would probably just go back to playing the original if I could, and not do the 3D remastered. And I think there are plenty. Of, like, I think Secret of Mana they did release it on. Um on PC. Yeah, they did. Uh uh I don't know I know like f- like uh like Final Fantasy 6 they had done that as yeah. well, but that is like Harold as a horrible port. Oh. Uh, um can't have that. So I don't really know what Secret of Mana, but it you know cuz looking at screenshots of the Secret of Mana, I remember reading it this remake. It's it looked 
it looked nice. Like I, I thought like the three D might might uh, bring in a new generation for it. But listen, I I, I like pixel pixel art a lot you know it's it's kind of especially that 16 bit is very like timeless uh yeah like, definitely it, it, it's not like like original playstation where those polygon 3d you know like if you look at like laura croft from the original uh, tomb raider <laughs> it looks like horseshit <laughs> like, you're like how did anybody get how did she become a sex symbol from this this first yeah. game I uh, know, like, <laughs> yeah, okay. I remember that, or like, even like the original, like Resident Evil, how people were scared at just some of these blocky ass, <laughs> like zombies. That's or so true. Like that. It's hard. It's hard to revisit. It's like when you're thinking about, you know, the horror movies back in the Universal monsters, and you're like, how did people get oh, yeah. scared of that? It's like the same thing. I mean, that was all that you were given, and it was the first time that they had survival horror in that way, where it would just jump at you. <laughs> so it's hard to put ourselves yeah. in that now. But yeah. I do remember <laughs> that at the time when I did get scared. I mean, Andre was so no, scared he couldn't even remember that it was a liquor. <laughs> <and not bad. laughs> yeah, and, but like it's, and, and more than anything, like PlayStation. At the time, it was great, but it, it just doesn't age well. But like Super NES and that pixel graphics, those you know really age nice, and they're still like pretty. Like some might argue that they wouldn't be, but you know I'm gonna say that they're wrong. Like it just it just holds up a lot easier and better. I like, agree. You got you got a you got a lot of emotion out of like you know those 16-bit sprites or final like you can't say like legend of zelda link to the past is not still a oh my game. god no like, you can't that's sacrilege that's a, that's straight up right. sacrilege sorry no it's <laughs> so, an amazing uh, game and it's just it's it sucks that this was kind of a remake that missed the mark um but i mean know, I, and maybe just in my case maybe i'm just being too picky or like looking for too much of that nostalgic feeling that I'm just getting. So, yeah, and, and it was nice that they had a few options like um you know, being able to listen to the old music so that seemed to alleviate some of your concerns. Uh Yeah, but, yeah, I'm glad you told me about that. It did help a lot. That's good. But yeah, so pretty much uh you know, let me know about cuz I I I don't think I actually ever beat that game i just never had it when i was a kid uh about how far how much more do you think you have left in it? um you think it... i want to say i have like i'm halfway through actually okay so at least cause, i mean it's oh, i'll be d- i'll then. be done by like monday or something i think in a couple days good because you gotta clear your docket i know division, division two. two is around the corner so i have to so speaking of which i now, we had talked before, or last week, we were setting up that me and you were going to play Division 2's demos. I know. Well, some, somebody dropped the ball <sighs> and unfortunately could not, just could not find the time to I'm play. I'm sorry. Luckily, I'm sorry. It's all right. <laughs> it's, it's all right. Uh, but I did play some. So, I don't know how to like describe it. Oh, my it, God. Tell me Divi- good things, please. Like... Divi- you know, when I played Anthem, I was like, oh my god. By the end of it, I just didn't want, like, <laughs> I was pretty much, uh, 
I seen what I need to, and I wasn't impressed. Division two, I want to play this game so badly with everybody. Okay, like, good. Like Division two. So the way you know Division one left off, <clears throat> it, it's pretty. It's very much an uh, an open world game where you go in, you'll complete these missions, and you know. <sighs> I'm trying. The game starts off uh, Division Two, or in this demo, that you are summoned to DC. You know, you were a sleeper agent, and you know the world's gone to shit. And now you go to DC to try and help rebuild some kind of order in the city. And so the way it works is, it's you know, one of the complaints we had with Anthem was when you played like you can play this whole game single player and you don't have to play with anybody like any of the quests Yay, or anything like that no other people yeah so you know what what that was is like you go into like the main base cuz the demo starts where you have to go meet everybody at the white house cuz that's where your main base is going to be in the game and you know you get an introductory you you meet the the hyenas, which are like a uh, an enemy faction, which are basically just scroungers. They they, and you kind of like storm the gates. You and you get into Washington. Uh, sorry, not Washington D.C., but the White House. And there's a base set up for you guys. And so the way it works is, what I love. There's base building, so that means throughout the story you're going to be building up. You're going to be recruiting people to make your the the White House and you know just better. Like so, what's going to happen is. There's the map of DC. They'll tell you to go to like this settlement that you know people need help with. You go to this settlement. It's kind of like a lot of open world places. So there's a hub. You get quests there. You do quests. You'll upgrade that settlement itself, and that will benefit your main White House DC. Like the first after you do that initial quest, you go to this the first settlement. The settlement says, okay, you have to go rescue the daughter of the 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 settlement's leader uh and so you have to go storm this hotel i think it's called the washington hotel okay and you go in there and you know it's like it's corridor based so it's not where anthem you know it kind of seemed like it was this open world in a way like you, you know how like there were nooks and crannies to explore uh you know, in like, uh, even in the quests. But in here, everything is very much, it's like you go into these buildings, so they're corridor based. So you're not really like, you don't have that thing where you're exploring the inside of those places. It's more like when you're outside of the mission itself, the whole world is opened up like an open world. Okay. Uh, and you can, you know, there's things to find, like any, any, uh, typical Assassin's Creed or anything like that. Like there's, uh, phone messages you'll find to learn more about stories of people and stuff like that. It's very much just like Division 1, but better. Uh, well, that is pretty you know, awesome. Yeah, I am... I I had a blast playing. Like, I wish we could play together, and I would... And even though you could play the game by yourself, this is a game that I really wanted to play with. Like, Yeah, and I can see that like, working so much better. And based on that, you know, experience in the demo, I'm like... Yeah, and so, like, when I had talked to you, you were kind of asking if it was, like, a game for you. Like, there's a good story to it. You get to build up bases, you know, just through the story. There's Supposedly, there's a 40-hour campaign, like, 
which is a huge campaign for these things. And they've already lined out what their uh, end game is going to be, which there's going to be like a raid. We might be able to do that. I think you need eight people, but even if we don't do those, like there's four, the end game can consist of us going into like a four person squad uh, and going into these uh, like kind of like mini dungeons or raids that we'll just be able to go. And the only concern I have is playing with Andre because Andre is very much like a tactical guy. And I have a feeling I would just make him mad because I'm sometimes I, I tend as a single player guy, I'm like a lone wolf sometimes. So when I'm supposed to stay with a groove, I'm the guy that is like 50 feet you know, in front of everybody else, getting like swarmed and probably dying like really quickly, and I think that would frustrate him. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> kind of in the same boat where I'm trying to like <laughs> look around and explore this and that. Mm. It's just uh, that's how I was with even Anthem, and it was like kept on forcing me to go back with my team. And yeah, I mean, I understand even, that he'll probably lose patience and, and with so- all of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, and even still, like one thing that was different, like with the, in Anthem, once you went into the main central hub, it was it was uh, just you and you alone. You didn't see any other players. Yeah, like this game, yeah. like every the instance zone or the the place that is separated from everybody else is not those. It's the missions themselves, the the story missions, and there are there are other parts in this game where like you go exploring like there's side quests which are just like in any open world you know like in how if you play a far cry there's like an outpost right uh you'll go in and that means it's overrun by people and you have to take it back over well that's in the open world and you if you have like a crew of people they would just be with you and you guys would help take that outpost up to you. so it's not what i'm saying is it's not like it it separates you like there's no loading screens between that. The only loading screens are really in between like the main story missions. But like when you're exploring the open world, you can totally do that with your like friends and you know still unlock settlements and all this other stuff. And it's just, it's it has so much progression and a lot of fun into it. And I didn't play the end game because there was an end game part of the demo, but you had to beat the first the three story missions. But I'd kind of seen what I wanted to see because. I'm a guy that I if I see if I play a game I know I like it I don't want to see the rest of it until the actual game comes out because I don't want to have to repeat it Just, I want I want my character to be my character and experience all of that so I played enough of it to realize okay I am I'm I'm a hundred percent in this game like, I want to play it I'm super excited I I like the guns I like the abilities because the way it works is I think there's like seven or eight different skills in the game, which it consists of like a grenade, you know, typical things like a grenade or a drone that you would summon or um, a turret that you would place on the ground. And I could see like the synergy, like there's, you know, you can only have two at a time. So if you, you know, you have a squad of four, somebody's like has the drone that, you know, bumps up everybody's armor and heals everybody while somebody is like more offensive. So they might have like the, uh, the grenade and the turret to distract people. So I, I, I'm really excited for us all to play this together. Well, I, I really Me am. too. I mean, I love this. Uh, now you've made me really want to play it. And, you know, it's a very different tone compared to what we've been saying. So I'm, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. And it is like, it, it is a covered shooter. So if you like games like Gears of War, 
like to, uh, like if you at least like that third person cover base shoot like because you you can't like run and gun it like you really have to like move as a group and have some sort of uh, you can't be like, like strategy, you know, just go out like in the some middle. cohesiveness. Yeah. yeah, you can't be a serious Sam and just be running out expecting to be able to take everything. Uh, and it there's when and that's what I like about these like co-op games when you do have that crew of people or you know the, your friends that you have and everything just clicks. Like it's 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 a thing of beauty to play these games and this this seems like one of the what I've seen so far is probably one of the best that's come out in a while. And there might be some connection issues early on, but the game itself is solid as far as, you know, it's, and it has the benefit of being the second one. So it's learned from a lot of the mistakes of the first one because the first one did have a few, a few, you know, issues. Uh, but I'm deaf. I'm, I'm, I'm 100% in. Sweet. I can't wait to play. Me too. When's the release dated again? So it's Friday uh, the 15th, March 15th. All right, Friday the 15th. We're all going to be getting it. Uh, yeah, I, I actually, I know Christian already oh, pre-ordered right. it. Yeah, after he the did. De- a- after the demo, and I never, I really don't pre-order anything anymore. I pre-ordered this game. That's how, how excited <laughs> I am about this game. So, so it's on the PS4, but... Uh, Let's jump. Tell tell me about because I don't play a lot of horror games. I just, it's just not something that clicks with me a lot. Uh, but you told me you were you started playing this this game called Through the Woods. Yeah. So uh, I just randomly because I have plus now as you know I'm now paying into that and uh, it all started with me wanting to play the anthem demo as a matter of fact so here's one good thing that came from it now it's making (laughs) me download random games and i'm like oh this synopsis sounds pretty interesting and right up my alley Mm -hmm. and i'm a big horror movie fan and horror uh, like genre anything in general so I saw mm-hmm. this one called Through the Woods, which is actually a Norwegian horror adventure game. And it was developed by a, an indie studio called Antagonist. And it just so happened, and I didn't realize it until the ending credits, because I did just um, beat it last, um, that it was a Kickstarter game. So it was, I'd said on that, in the ending credits that it started off as a school project. So I thought that was interesting and made me go back into like, um, seeing how it all started. And it was through Kickstarter, which is nice. Uh, I've, I've actually, um, backed a couple games, including the system shock remake. Um, I'm all of, I'm a, yeah. yeah, I'm excited about that. I mean, I'm a proponent for this, like this way of getting uh, mm. remakes done and like starting, um, games for like smaller studios uh to get their st- product but it was uh pretty interesting it's um it took me a little bit to get into it it starts off with uh you as a woman norwegian woman in like western norway you're in a cabin with your son and you play a uh, i think her name was karen and your son is S. so um so well, sorry, what was his name? Espen. E-S-P-E-N. Okay. It's a, it, I guess it's a like kind of a Scandinavian type of name. but mm. um, 
So he is, there was kind of like an, it doesn't really go into her where the father is or anything like that, but um, she's like kind of in a rut and constantly sleeping. So her son's left to pretty much entertain himself. And it plays very similar to what remains of Edith Finch. So kind of similar sort of gameplay, third person. And um, Espen goes missing. Basically, he's kidnapped. So she sees that he is taken um, with a canoe by an older gentleman. And she decides to go running after them. It requires her to um, uh, cross the water into another island. And mm-hmm. in this island, you start coming across this, uh, like, old villages. Obviously, during the Viking era, um, you'll see, you come across some notes that uh, will pick up some Norwegian, Norse mythology, uh, folk tales, that kind of thing. So you have some okay. fantastical elements to it. There's no real fighting involved, so you're not... You don't have, you're just armed with a flashlight as you go through these villages, read and collect items. And then occasionally you'll come across a troll or maybe like another mythical creature I've never heard of, which was um, <laughs> some blind thing that if you you uh, uh, turn on your flashlight and um, point it at them, they'll like run away. But actually, it was pretty funny when I was um, playing it. I was Fabian here, and there was a point where I was trying to get past a, a troll. So there was, like, I'm just, you know, kind of ducking and going really slow past it. Mm-hmm. And of course, at that moment when I'm just <laughs> about to cross the bridge, it like turns around, and I just <laughs> yeah. screamed. I screamed, and then. <laughs> There is a tro- notification that came up that was called I Scream, You Scream. And I just thought that was the most hilarious thing because I, I mean, I, it just it definitely got me. And it was games where I was like, okay, I totally get this now. It, I can see where the horror element is, is definitely here. Um, and because you can't really defend yourself, you really are just mm-hmm. left to... Know, figure out the best way to you know, get around sneak yeah passes. sneak past yeah. or get around these enemies yeah it was it's cool so it, so is it like is it is it more like a uh like jump scares that, that happen no it's it not because like a... it's def- the enemies are there for the most part it's just trying trying to get past them so once you start to see them chase you you start to get like oh my god and then you're like you're, you're just like screaming like you, you, to you, get you, away you. from them that's kind of like more <laughs> yeah. like it. it's like in nemesis resident evil nemesis where you had um you always had to get you know run away from him because he was so fast yeah. and it would just be like stars it was like almost like that same <laughs> yeah. sort of like feeling like you know um but it is it is very much like a like a survival. Like it's yeah. not like you are this guy that has these guns that can like you know fight these things no, off. You're very no. much like you're, or you run away. Yeah, like, you're just like right? a normal mom that's trying to find her son, 
And I mean, there's nothing really that you can do except to just get to him in whatever way you pass all these pre crazy mythical creatures. Um, and there's not like a whole lot of them, but okay, you do come mm. across them. There was like a part with two wolves uh, or wargs, I guess they were called. Um, yeah. And it, that was an interesting part too that actually made me <laughs> get a little jumpy as well. <laughs> I, I mean, it was just funny because Fabian was just laughing at me because I'm, I'm not one to <laughs> easily scare. Usually in jump scenes, uh-huh. I'm not, I, you'll see that I'm not like, I don't get jumpy, but this one, because mm-hmm. it wasn't one, it wasn't a jump scare type of game. It was just yeah, that yeah. chase. You, you definitely saw it come <laughs> out of me. Like this, this wimpy, wimpy, you know, kid just, <laughs> I felt like a, kind of ridiculous, <laughs> but it was fun and it actually made it more enjoyable for me. So if you're into horror, you know, in general, and you want to have a little bit of a, a scare, it's a good game to pick up. It was like $10 and I figured, you know what? I'm why not? And it did play a little bit like um uh Edith Finch, so uh, yeah. Okay. So I I'd, yeah. I'd say that you may even like it yourself actually if you liked that game. But it definitely it wasn't like Edith Finch in which it was very subtle. Um and then mm-hmm. the it kind of had a build up. It was just a pretty uh, it stayed pretty stagnant. It wasn't the best or as far as graphics are concerned. I would say not yeah. the prettiest, but um, that's okay. But it, but it seems like it got the job yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, like, graphics, I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm not picky. I'm going back to Secret of yeah. Mana. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I can be entertained with 1993 right now. Yeah. So, but uh, so did. But how long did it take you to beat? No, it was a short game. I would say about. I mean, because Edith Finch was about the same, if I remember correctly, right? Oh, so like two, three hours. Yeah, you know. Yeah. If you know what you're doing, it was a little bit dark at times because you just have your flashlight, so that could be. I had to adjust the brightness because I really could not. cannot see so that was one thing that I definitely had a little bit of a hard time getting through but then uh, I did get used to it after about an hour and were you like were you like pretty in, no spoilers but were you pretty satisfied with the ending like yeah as a whole I actually like, was. When you were done with it yeah I actually was okay, yeah because I know sometimes we play these games that it's fun, but the ending leaves something desired. Yeah. So I no, I think it set people's expectations. No, and that's what I I do like it because it ended in a way that I thought was fitting. You know, like with any mm-hmm. good horror movie or horror game, I feel like it should not be a great ending. Uh, it shouldn't be mm-hmm. like terrible either, maybe. But it just depends mm-hmm. on how it's done. But this one had a good a, a, an ending that made sense. Not the best, but it's what should be a, from a horror genre game. Well, definitely. Uh, I'm like I'm a big fan. Like the type of horror I like. When I was a kid, I you know I liked a lot of like the uh, Friday the Thirteenth. I always liked it better than Jason. But uh, but like I watched like Hereditary, and I love me that movie. too. I don't know if you've seen oh my god! It. Like Hereditary, just like so. I like that like horror that is like. That and what is it called? Uh, it follows. Yeah, definitely. 
like that that I th- it seems like that's kind of like the same vein yeah of like, definitely more atmospheric so. and the, and i remember that about hereditary was it was like a lot of it was the soundtrack that created that <laughs> sort of spooky feeling <laughs> and that's what i got from this game was like that constant spooky feeling so mm-hmm. that's cool definitely that sense of dread yes. well it's it's that definitely sounds like a it sounds like more of a horror game, and I think I think my problem with like modern day horror games in general is they say they're horror games, but they're not. They're like these these like action horror games, but you know they're not really like you're still that guy against these monsters, and you have all these weapons to deal with. Right. But I, I definitely I definitely prefer things that are like more like Clock Tower, like the old Clock Tower. Oh where, yeah. Where where you're 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 really outmatched and you have to figure out a way to survive these or like, like I really loved, uh, siren. I think is what it's called. Like it's this old, like PS sirens curse. I think I haven't played it's a, that like, one. PS two. Your brother played a lot of it. Like he, re- it was a Japanese horror game. that was really, really good, huh. but it, it's similar to that. Uh, so that's great. Heidi. Um, I'm definitely, uh, I, I definitely want to look at this cause, I don't. I rarely play these types of games, and this this seems like it's something that might really interest. Yeah, me. and it's something that I don't normally play, so it was a, a a bit of a surprise for me to just, you know, randomly download it. So mm-hmm. it was a pleasant surprise. <laughs> awesome. Well, so the last game we have is one that I just started playing like two days ago. As I mentioned before, like there's this huge, there's this huge. Ubisoft sale and there's all just to Ubisoft spread it out really? a little bit there yeah I keep saying Ubisoft I just like it like <laughs> I know it's, it's it's Ubisoft Ubisoft but uh, there's also a Squaresoft a Square Enix sale going on too on like PS4 Ooh. but uh, so with this sale I wound up picking up you know Assassin's Creed Odyssey for like. I think it's like twenty bucks right now if you just want to buy like the core game. Like, you know, Christian had talked about uh, uh, Far Cry last oh, week, right. and that Far Cry Five is like five, uh, fifteen bucks right now. So you can look at that. Like, if you like the PS uh, PS Plus membership, you know, there's some good deals. And I, but in, but I also got because me and my wife are like really big fans of. Uh, Xbox had the Dance Central games, and so Ubisoft also has uh, Just Dance, which I've always stayed away from. Just Dance, I just I, there was something about it I didn't like. Why? It's, maybe the way. it's a lot of fun. It's because yeah. So it was I don't know. It's something about like I don't like the character designs of, or I never liked the character designs of it, or like it has a lot more contemporary music that I'm just not like a huge fan of. But. They had, uh, I think they had uh, 2017 on there. And what I wanted was, I know that there's this service for Just Dance that's called, I think, Just Dance Unlimited or Just yeah, Dance I, Now, I think. Yeah, yeah. Which is, ba- which is basically like it has like over like 400 songs on it that are like is like from the subscription that you can just have like five bucks a month or I think it's like 25 bucks for a year. And you could just play off of that. But but for PS4, you can't just have that. You have to have, like, a disc. So I wound up buying, like, Just Dance 2017 
with uh, the gold edition, which with the sale wound up being like twenty. Yeah, bucks. it's not that bad. So I mean, like then it's still pretty relevant. You can get a lot of the, and it's music that you'll remember and get into, and it's cheaper. Yeah, yeah, and it also came with the three three months of that Just Dance Unlimited. <laughs> so I want to really try and play that and. Man, it it is fun. Like the fact that there's like 400 songs. Like you're right. Like I'm not a big like contemporary. I can't shake my ass with like any. Like I'll do. I'm like a. I'm a 240 pound, 235, 40 pound white dude that looks like a potato with like like toothpicks sticking out for like. Who limbs. cares? Just, you just have fun. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and but you know I. I had gotten that like my like before we started recording. Me and my wife were here like playing with it. Like I, you know, I popped in like the first song I saw. They had like "Eye of the Tiger," so I played "Eye of the Tiger," and you know, it was a lot of fun. You know, so I just I had a blast. Like we both looked like we were flailing around, but we had a lot of fun doing it. And like, and uh, who knows, maybe like when. Uh, when you guys come up here and we all get together, maybe we'll try and stream some content and I'll, I'll challenge Fabian to dance. On oh yeah. He'd be totally like. game for it. I mean, no lie. Like Fabian and I were playing it one time, like one session mm. and we played for like two hours straight. So you can imagine how many calories we burned for one, oh, how yeah. sweaty we well, got. <laughs> and then we have yeah, tile I, floor. So with sweat and tile, we got, it got a little slippery oh. and slidey. For a moment there, like yeah. it got a little dangerous that we had to like yeah. get my yoga mat. Yeah, and we're like, maybe we should put yoga mats on here. So we, so we started yeah, dancing cool. on the yoga mats. So and we tried like to just dance, like you know, like I said, it's it has like all these games because I the base game comes with like fifty songs or whatever. But the fact that it came with the subscription, which had like all the songs from like the last like ten years of just dance, like. It, it really add to it and like I said like because even I have my son is like four years old like he's you know hyperactive you know he, he's a four year old he likes to run around but they like even in like the Just Dance Unlimited they had like Just Dance uh, kid songs oh that's great. like you know like five, five little monkeys and stuff and you know he, we put that on with him and we danced with him and he had a lot of fun he was playing around like, he really liked it too so Just Dance is like it's wholesome fun but you definitely like as a, you know, the man of the house, or like, a, like I said, like a thirty-six-year-old guy, like I have to put my ego, or like, uh, not self-respect, but like the, uh, <laughs> I have to not worry about what anybody else is no, going to think you, about you the way I dance. You absolutely shouldn't. It's family fun time. But, uh, yeah, and, and it it was a lot of fun. We all had smiles on our face. You know, we 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 played this like this mode where it's just like four or five like dance moves in rapid succession like in a row that you just kind of do and it's we just had a lot of fun but man i'll tell you what after like three or four songs i i i'm out of shape like i'm just my heart's pounding and i could just imagine like even just doing this for like 20 30 minutes of the day you know you have fun doing it and you're going to Get your exercise. Oh, yeah, it's a know? workout. I mean, no lie. It's like doing a Zumba class. I mean, it really is. And, and, you know, what I really like about it, too, is it, it doesn't, this game is very, like, it doesn't penalize you. Like, if you don't do well, it doesn't, like, 
shut off in the middle of it, like a dance dance <laughs> revolution right. and just like you know you suck or anything <laughs> like that it's just like the game really does promote just having fun yeah. with these things and some some of the that. dances <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just fun. Like I, we really did have a lot of yeah. fun. So I'm I'm pleasantly surprised with Just Dance. That's and, uh, great. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? I uh, <laughs> I might just rock it out someday. That's awesome. Like, just, is that fun. is a good. I'm glad you decided to pick it up and try it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Like we we were having a blast. We'll do a dance off. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. We'll, do, we'll schedule it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because my wife is way like more agile, and she she danced before, but like she, she's I don't know if it's because it's a video game, but she's pissed off at me because I keep getting like better scores than her. Oh. <laughs> like, just, like so, I, I have a feeling that's gonna happen is like I'm gonna come back one day, and there's gonna be like 20 hours playtime on this thing, and she's <laughs> just gonna like know all these songs. <laughs> like it's all right, but it's fun. We we like uh, it a lot. It's it's definitely a way like if you. If you don't get out to go to like a gym or something, but you want to get some kind of a workout, it's it really will burn. Oh calories. yeah, absolutely. And there's plenty of modes to do it. So, I I highly recommend it. Even if you have family or friends or anybody, it's just a great way to like get together and goof off and you know be a little silly. I second that. Highly recommend it too. <laughs> so. I, that's pretty much it. Uh, I think we just we're gonna we are going to have like a main quest tonight. We we kind of debated because of our time, but uh, Heidi, you had brought this up, so let's let's get into our main quest. Okay. Tonight. All right, everyone, check your equipment, restock those potions, and load up on magic scrolls because it's time for the main quest. Uh, let's talk about what games may have made us in the past either angry want to throw controllers or like specific moments in games that have just been incredibly frustrating for us uh, so yeah uh, i'm gonna leave i'm gonna hand it off to you as you uh start start us off freaking battle toads uh yeah really <laughs> yep and i and i know the part was definitely i think it was level three when you were on that it's that yeah that fucking hoverboard and it would go like yeah. faster and faster as you're trying to move up and down to try to avoid the walls that were put up. And I remember that I would just yeah. not ever get past it. I, I just wouldn't. Well, yeah. I, I hate yeah, it. I mean, that is like Battletoads is like infamous for being a oh, super hard game and specifically that third level. Like, And it's funny because uh, I think like a year, year and a half ago, I went to like a some game store that like a you know an old secondhand store where they had like a like a Nintendo like hooked up where you could play a whole bunch of yeah. games, games and they had Battletoads in there and I went to play it God. and sure shit like I knew where there were like I knew where there are two warps in that game yeah one is in the first level uh, where you literally it's like in the very beginning and the second one I knew was in that yep, speeder bike it level. is in that one uh, and there, there's multiple, but so I wound up <clears throat> playing that like for like 10, 15 minutes. And I knew enough that I could get to the part in the speeder bike that was got to that warp. So I was able to do it, but man, th but that whole game is super cheap. Like it really, yep. I mean, as in cheap as in like not and, fair. And, the, and, and that's the other thing. Like you, you look back and you're like, how the fuck was I supposed to know that there was this warp thing that I was supposed to hit? You know, like, like, how would you know that? What 
should I have called the Nintendo hotline at that moment? And then ask them, like, yeah. you know, when they had that and you would ask advice and pay, like, $10 because yeah. <laughs> it was, like, a minute. Yeah. It was, like, a 1-900 yeah. number. So, yeah. <laughs> like, the, my parents wouldn't have allowed me to do that. So I would just kept on bumping into the walls, and then I would just throw the controllers, and I got very upset about Battletoads. And then later on, when I... I remember, like, somebody I had um, that I guess was, like, babysitting me or my, me and my brother, and he came and he uh, was playing it, and then he just did it. He had he knew the warp, and my brother mm-hmm. and I were like, what? This, there's a... <laughs> are you serious? Like, this whole time? But it's like... Yeah, but but that warp, like to get to it, you still have to go through over half that like yeah. speed bike level. It's not like something. That, it, it's very much like methodical and like yeah, you it have still to makes you work toward thing, it. And and none of the jumping worked right in there. Like you would always there'd be these huge gaps on that speeder bike where you would have to like jump and then go all the way forward in order to land. But even still, if you did that, sometimes you would just fall right through like yep. the the well. It just the whole thing was like. Yeah, and then once you get past that, then it's it, the game doesn't get any easier. Yeah, and there's like I think there's like a second speeder bike level, and you only had like two continues. Oh my level. god! Like, yes, so, it was that that game is just there's 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 hard, and I like card games like you know uh, like we had talked about Celeste in the past or the Dark right, Souls right. games, but then there's this. A level of hard that a lot of these older games were, where they they intend for oh, yeah. to die, like to spend more money, and it's just this. That was one. Yeah, of those they they of wanted you to I'm get angry. That and Top Gun, they 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 wanted you to get angry. I'm sure that people have heard if they hear this and who played Top Gun, they would say they would know exactly what I'm talking about. Trying to get mm-hmm. trying that stupid carrier. I mean, that was enough. I, I just. If you are listening to this, you had this enormously hard time with it. I just, I just want to hear how you dealt with it. I, I would just love to to hear back on that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, and uh, yeah, you could definitely, uh, if if you want to comment on it or let us know what you, what happened, just just uh, email us at sidescrolls at gmail But so there are two games. I remember that are were like ridiculously hard for me. Well, one genre in particular, which would be any adventure game before like the two thousands. Any game where you had to, you know, a typical adventure game where you would have to, like, uh, I'm talking Maniac Mansion or something like that, where all these puzzles do not make any sense, and you would get stuck. For oh my hours, god, I hated that for a guy. Or like I remember one specifically, like the the very first PlayStation game. When I got a PlayStation, I got two games with it. One was Lemmings 3D, and the other one was this game called Discworld. Which, if you're familiar with like the Discworld series, like Terry Pratchett, uh, it's this game was an adventure game that was ridiculously hard. But I got stuck at this point where I needed a worm. And, and and this worm is, like, I wound up buying a guide for it to find out where this worm is. And they always had said, like, okay, you have to go to this, like, apple stall and you pick up the apple and there's a 
worm in it. Okay. And then you just get that worm. That's it. So, but I said, I picked up an apple, but I did not have, there was no worm in there. Like, so, but the way it worked in that game is you could not pick up another apple because it said I had this apple in my inventory. It might have been a tomato or an apple. I don't remember. It might have been a tomato. But, so I, I had called the number. I had, you know, that oh, 900 Oh, number. my God. You actually I had, did that. I had spent, I, I had spent like 200, you know, 20 bucks to buy like a guide. <laughs> like, I... Because this is pre-internet, pre any of this shit. Like I had this, but I I wanted to fucking figure this out. No shit. Like three years, I I was stuck on trying to find this fucking worm off of this this fruit stand. And one day, I I don't know what I decided to come back to the game. I, I was just like, you know what? Who knows? Maybe I'll torture myself for another two hours. And one of the things that I noticed in that area. Was there's a uh, a guy that I, I don't know what it's called. It's like a uh, like an old style like vice that like they put prisoners in. You know where they put their head in their two two uh, hands or oh yeah yeah there. You know you know yep. what I'm talking about. So I was like you know so I'm like fucking around. I was like you know what? Let me see what happens if I click this like this tomato on my inventory and throw it at him. And sure as shit, I throw the tomato at this guy, and then. I and since I don't have one anymore, I can go pick up another tomato, and I was able to, and the worm was there. So it's like that's what I had to do, but no guide had that. That's in there. crazy. And I'm t- I was so fucking mad. Like this game, like I mean, I had quit it so many times, and it's just shit like that. Like you know, you have to in any of this archaic adventure. Any of these adventure games don't make any sense. Yeah, that was tough. And, I mean, it was it was like the was it on PC? What what, what system was it on? PlayStation. That one, yeah, that was like uh, that was a like a original PlayStation. Okay, got game. it. But still, I mean, it was on PC as well. It, it's the same thing. It's, it was an adventure game. There was didn't make any sense in order to do anything. And that, oh my god, that made me so angry. <laughs> and another one, like another one that I really. It is not fun or, or almost impossible is the original uh, Friday the 13th NES game. <laughs> this game where like, you're these campers. Oh my god. So you're these campers that are trying to like run away from Jason or find Jason and Jason just no matter what like I Jason, as soon as Jason sees you you're practically dead. Like it's just it was so hard you had to get all these items in order to escape and the the game sucks like in general like, uh, but it was, just wasn't fun to me and then like the fact that you know you had Jason just it it was like an original it felt like the game because as soon as you saw him it was just over you know and these campers would just die like so much and like having to like escape Jason oh, and just poor that campers game was way too that's way too hard that game especially for like a you know the, the six seven year old that i was <laughs> playing like, a I just, Friday I was the not... 13th game like any yeah. seven year old nowadays i'm sure <laughs> yeah but uh though those two morning and and there are a couple games are really like they piss me off but it's always the endings that really like throw me off and i'm not talking about like like uh uh, you know, a lot of people say Mass Effect's ending was bad. Like, and I, I, I didn't like it. You know, I kind of that was one of those that was slow burns. Like, I beat it and I was okay with it. But the more yeah. I thought about it, I was angry. Yeah, same. But, but two two games specifically, like 
uh, I was this viscerally angry by the end of it. One was this old PS1 classic uh, RPG, JRPG called Thousand. Oh Words. my god, I totally remember. Like, I like that game. Like, I had a blast playing that game. It was a weird game where you were like this blacksmith that, you know, wanted to have to save the world, but in order to upgrade all your weapons and stuff, you had to date, date the other party That's members right. in your party. But, and I, I like the game, but at the end, it was one of those things that was almost like the inning was like 30, less than 30 seconds, where it's a point where you had to go rescue one of your party members from the final boss, and you go do that, and as soon as you do that, it's almost like a static screen of you running towards this character, and it just, that's yeah. how it ends. It's just like, you all shout, and I was like, so I was so angry at that game because when you when you put like 60 70 hours into these old school JRPGs and you just you don't get that payoff and that's one of the reasons why I asked you about that horror game it's like a great a good to great game could be totally ruined for me if the ending isn't yeah nailed. like it's not satisfying. yeah I can, I can see that I mean you wanted like that fairy tale ending because you worked so hard on that you know and it's like I wanted to see the wedding. I wanted to see where they were going to be <laughs> 10 years in the future. I mean, I completely understand yeah. that. Like, just them running to each other and, like, you know, that embrace and then it's yeah. done. You're like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, I worked this hard for that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I understand I'm, that completely. And, it, and with Mass Effect, yeah. the, the thing is that you had so much going for it during the whole game like the story itself was just so freaking good and the relationships that you built with your characters was just it, it developed already in the game that when the ending ha mm -hmm. happened yeah it was not a good ending i i'm with you there like it was just one of those where my face just kept falling like in slow motion <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Like, no, 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 this yeah. can't be it. Exactly. Give me a post credit yeah, scene. The credits or come on, and you're and you're just still you're just staring at the screen, hoping that there's more, and then you're disappointed. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but complete feeling because you felt like you got so much more during the seventy hours. I mean, in my case, over a hundred hours gameplay before yeah that. and like yeah and i and i i've softened on mass effects like especially the ending because really like the the three games up until then like the journey was like worth it for me and these characters and you know excluding that last 10 minutes i i don't think it's it should uh spoil the rest I of the agree. game for me. And really in that last game still like there is a lot of like closure with some of these characters. Like the whole scene with like Garrus and you, you know, sitting on that balcony oh, on that yeah. bridge, you know, shooting that I was like there's a lot of emotion in, in those those games and there there is a lot of like you know, I think it was at that point where I realized, oh, like, I'm probably not making <laughs> that this game. Uh, but uh, it was, I, I love that game. But another one of the games that really pissed me off, and I don't know if this is controversial or not, but I hated the ending to Final Fantasy X. Like, so, you know, if anybody knows Final Fantasy X, uh, it's actually a lot of people 
really one of the, the more popular ones. Uh, you know, you have that uh, surfer boy Titus. Right. You know, you Yuna, know, basically right? going That's around. Right, that's the one with the Yuna. Yeah. And I, and I had played 100% of this game. I had done everything in this game. I've got, I had gotten all the secret uh, ultimate weapons and stuff. But so something that pissed me off in the end is you find out like the big bad guy you have to kill uh, the sin which is this monster that's going to destroy the world is uh is a like the former summoner basically oh like, Una, right Una was. yes yes I that. and and this whole game also like there's this strife between like titus and his father his father was just like you know really popular guy jacked his was his name uh, that helped the old summoner defeat the old sin, and it just was a cycle. But the whole time, Titus is bitching about his father. Like, just the whole song is he had. Yeah, he was a, he was really actually quite an, an annoying character, which is what made me not like Final Fantasy X. And but I still I played the game, and I and at the very end of the game, you you know, spoilers aside, like. Titus and all the people from like where Titus is from, Xanarkin, they all wound up being like ghosts or memory fragments. And but you wind up getting reunited with your father at the end, where there's no like hard talk about how the shit that Jack did to him to Titus, like you know, affected him so much. All it was was like you guys get together and you guys have like this high five moment that really just like rubbed me the wrong way because I felt like there was no there was no like there was no discussion. Yeah, you know, there was, was like, like no years like, and years of daddy issues like, and then it just takes a high five to forget it all. I don't I don't think yeah, so. it's just life is not that simple. And it just, yeah, and it just it, I guess I could see what they were trying to do, but it was lazy to me, and I fucking hated it, and it ruined <laughs> the whole game for me. Literally, like, a, a 30 seconds of, of the very end of that game. There like, you go, another thousand arms. Yeah, so... It's always the endings that they can't land. That being said, <laughs> like, Final Fantasy... Final Fantasy Nine and Final Fantasy Eight, uh, those endings I absolutely love. Like, especially Final Fantasy Eight was, like, this 15-minute, like, cinematic love. of just, like, all the stuff that's... Like I loved it, and same with uh, set, uh, nine as God, well. God, I love nine. I'm I'm really looking forward to playing the room. Oh yeah, me too. But that's pretty much it for me. Do you got Do you got any more like honorable mentions? Uh, honorable mentions like of uh, hate hateful moments in video games. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm yeah. sure that there's so many of them. Um, but mm. I guess we can we can. I really want to hear if anybody's listening to this. What was your, what was your moment? Like, what game did you freaking hate so much because it was so freaking hard? You threw the controller, possibly broke your TV screen <laughs> over. I just want to know what this is. It could be from Super Nintendo, regular Nintendo, whatever platform it was. I am super curious about it. And then I also want to like pose the same question to Christian and Andre, maybe get their input yeah. next time yeah definitely we'll uh, we'll ask them that too so yeah if you guys uh can answer that please just email us uh with your answers to uh side scrolls at gmail.com or tweet us at um side scrolls pod uh <clears throat> on twitter uh 
but yeah, that's pretty much it for today. Uh, uh, man, we I think it was pretty tight. Like we we got a good like hour and a yeah. half uh, on this. Uh, it's a little shorter than normal. It's not bad. Well, I mean, yeah, we're not we're not going like three hours into this. So <laughs> we'll try to rate it a little bit. But that was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, thank you for joining me again today, Heidi. And uh, I definitely can't wait till yeah. next week. So, everybody, it's been a pleasure. And we will talk to you and hear from you guys next Bye. week. Bye-bye. I gotta figure out better outros.